Hey church, I hope you're well by the grace of God and that you're experiencing the joy of the Lord uh, in this new year. What a phenomenal year. What a start to such an awesome year. The testimonies that we heard today were absolutely phenomenal and we really love uh, and we believe that our community will grow deeper in these testimonies and we'll begin to experience the phenomenal breakthroughs that God has already released over our church. Uh, you know, God gave us a word last week that, that He's called us as blessed. We are blessed by God so that we can be a blessing to God and to every person around us, to all of creation around us. I want to declare over you that you are blessed so that you can be a blessing to everyone in your life. The title of my message today is Divine Intelligence. An average human being spends approximately about 21 to 25, sometimes up to 30 years of their life gaining and acquiring secular knowledge so that he or she can spend the remaining 30, 40 years before they retire trying to solve progressive problems that exist in the world today, out of which some of us have had very little success in solving. For example, we look at the COVID situation right now. We've had doctors who have studied, scientists who have studied all their life about viruses and sickness and all of that thing, yet cannot deal with a progressive virus called COVID. And we have a generations of people who have spent a majority of their life acquiring this secular past knowledge. We study things of the past. We don't study things of the future because we don't have knowledge of these things in the future. And so we have generations of people who pay a lot of money to acquire past knowledge so that it equips them to deal with progressive futuristic problems. And so we are positioned life in, in such a way that we have confidence in our past knowledge, but we lack confidence when it comes to dealing with progressive problems that exist in the world today. We have entire generations of people who are frustrated because they are in captivity of their past knowledge because they are incapable of applying it in dealing with futuristic problems problems in the world that are very progressive in nature. And so what it does is it, it renders humanity, for example, it renders humanity incapable or powerless in dealing with progressive problems in the world. We, when we look at COVID, it has rendered entire economies of nations powerless within two months. Within two months of entering into the world, entire economies that have that have taken the last 15 20 years to build within two months it's completely crashed down entire nations were locked down only because humanity did not have progressive knowledge to deal with a progressive problem it's a very vital thing that parents and people who are studying today would listen to this message because it's applicable for everyone our confidence and our boldness to go out and get a job or start a business is based on past knowledge. 
So we're really good with dealing problems that other people have already dealt with. Which means our books have taught us how to deal with problems that already exist. But what about the problems that are coming up in the future? See, storms in our life will come. And most times we don't know how to deal with these storms unless we understand that we're a part of a kingdom and we have access to divine intelligence that enables us to deal with future problems right here, right now. I believe that every human being is a genius in the making. Every single human being that God has created, He has created in His image and His likeness. He's made that provision to every single human being. And you are at a genius level that hasn't discovered your genius as yet. And the only reason why is because we have professional people, secular people who have studied, who have secular knowledge that, ha that comes to you and tells you that these are the levels of, that if you cross these levels, then you'll be a genius. They stereotype a genius and they make it, literally make it impossible because they create a label, they, they create a stereotype and they limit, they put limitations on, on normal human beings. And they say, well, you know, you're just a normal human being. You're not a genius. But if you actually go into looking at the way you function, the way you, God created you, you would be so amazed. You would be so full of praise for a phenomenal God because every human being is a genius in the making. As you mature, as you grow, you begin to experience genius level of expression that nobody else can do. There is nobody else on the planet like you. There is nobody else on the planet like me. No one else communicates like me. And there's, there shouldn't be a segregation, but there should be a celebration of humanity. There should be a celebration because, you know, God has created us in His image and likeness to solve problems, not only of the past, but also of the future. And I'm speaking about divine intelligence right now. I've come to understand that there are many types of intelligence, but there are three basic forms of intelligence. One is artificial intelligence, which we see today. I mean, the, these cameras that are around me that are recording uh, me today is artificial intelligence, but it's a mirror of human intelligence. It's an evolving mirror of human intelligence. So as humanity gets more brilliant in what they do, so does technology get brilliant in what it does. And Human intelligence is an evolving mirror of divine intelligence, which, which is the intelligence of God, which is the mind of Christ. Divine intelligence is the mind of Christ. The more humanity interacts with divinity, the result is a new creation that has the capacity to solve future problems. And why am I talking about future problems is because this situation, you know, with, with COVID has really caught humanity unaware. It has caught humanity off guard. We thought life was good until something happened like this. Until today, we're still trying to find a solution to the problem. But I want to share something about divine intelligence. When divinity incarnated humanity, it produced, it reproduced a new creation. 
and this new creation called Jesus the Christ carried the Spirit of God and the mind of Christ and was able to solve a future problem, past, present and future problem 2000 years ago. And what I mean by that is this, that Jesus the Christ, who was fully God and fully man, it's the new creation. He was the firstborn of many sons. And whoever believes in Jesus, God has given them the right to become sons, children of God. Jesus, the Christ, decided 2000 years ago that he was going to end sickness in the world. Listen to me very carefully now. Jesus, the Son of God, fully God, fully man, the new creation with divine intelligence, decided now there was a method in which he did it to die on the cross, to take the sin of the world, to, to finish sin. And by finishing sin on the cross, he, he really... He finished sickness on the cross. Jesus took sin upon himself so that every single human being after Jesus has the potential to live in perfect health. Come on. So which means Jesus' divine intelligence came into the world and decided now to make a way for sickness past, present and future to be completely eradicated from humanity. This is very powerful church. If you only understand what I'm saying right now, you will step into uh, the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is so brilliant that God will do something through you, through, through the new creation. And for future, he has already dealt with the problem. See, this is what I'm talking about. We... we, we spend so many years developing human intelligence but human intelligence is only limited to the knowledge of the problems that we have fixed in the past not the knowledge of the problems that will come in the future but Jesus there was probably no cancer during those days probably there was no AIDS during those days when Jesus was around but Jesus took all sickness, sin and disease upon his back. And once and for all, for eternity, not just for humanity, for eternity, he completely eradicated sickness from the world. Are people still sick in the world? Yes. But are people being healed today because of what Jesus did 2000 years ago? Yes. We're seeing the evidence of it every single day. The the, the minute a person's mind is renewed to believe in Jesus, to believe what Jesus did on that cross for them 2000 years ago, they step into the, the provision of perfect health that Jesus has made 2000 years ago and 2000 years still after Jesus Christ, people are still getting healed. This is what divine intelligence does for humanity. See, we as the children of God are brought into a place where God gives us the spirit, his spirit, and he gives us his mind. That mind, ladies and gentlemen, is divine intelligence. It is the mind of Christ. When you start maturing in divine intelligence, now you start being a problem solver, a future problem solver. You're not caught unaware, but you actually know, okay, I know exactly what to do when COVID comes. What did God give us? God gave us his word and he said, prophesy to the church 
and release his word. When we released his word, it created a free zone that every single person in Life Church Global was protected. Now, the, this free zone is going all across the world as we go across the world on YouTube and Facebook, wherever, or even on SoundCloud. We're extending this free zone to every single person who's listening to us or watching us right now. What does this mean? It means that the divine intelligence, the knowledge and the skill of God creates future solutions for future problems. See, intelligence, the word intelligence means the application of knowledge and skill to bring about a result. And when we talk about divine intelligence, we're talking about the knowledge of God that is applied with the skill of God to bring about an eternal result. Very powerful church. What I'm teaching us today is so futuristic that God is setting us up to be successful in the future. We're not waiting for life to happen to us. We're not waiting for the next pandemic to happen in order for us to come up with another vaccine. Let me tell you something. Jesus took all sickness on his back 2,000 years ago. Sickness is illegal in your body. But there are so many other problems today in the world. Poverty that we can fix. Restoring the world. God wants to give you a solution to, to fix poverty in the world for eternity. But are you willing and ready to listen to him? Because his mind is constantly speaking. As he speaks in his mind, if you allow yourself to mature in and into divine intelligence, let me tell you something. You become godlike on the earth. God wants you to live on the earth so that you can bring transformation to all of creation. Transformation, not just for five years, not for 10 years, not for 50 years, but for eternity. That's our responsibility as a church. I don't want to encourage each one of us to really step into divine intelligence, the, the mind of Christ. Step into the mind of Christ. Paul says, hey, take off your old man and put on the, the new man. Put on the mind of Christ. Step into the mind of Christ and see your life being transformed in a fresh and a new way. I'm reminded of this story of this man called Saul of Tarsus, who was, according to secular knowledge, was a brilliant man, was an intelligent man. He was taught under one of the most brilliant minds of his day, a rabbi called Gamaliel. And, Paul, and Saul of Tarsus was known as a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was the, the cream of the crop. He was the best Pharisee that exists in Jerusalem, in, in Israel in those days. And this man was a persecutor of Jesus Christ. He was a persecutor of the church. He was an intelligent man according to the, the knowledge of the world. So you must understand that, that, that knowledge, human knowledge, human intelligence... Okay, human knowledge has power. But this power can fade away once you don't have knowledge to deal with futuristic problems. So we see Saul of Tarsus now is, is on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9 and he has an encounter with Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. 
the Christ. He has an encounter with divine intelligence. And so Paul and Saul now, he falls off his horse because of the bright light and he begins to hear a voice. And this voice, the divine intelligence of God begins to speak to him and says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And, he, and, and Saul says, who are you, Lord? And he says, I am Jesus, the one that you're persecuting. And so we see in that moment when Saul has an encounter with divine intelligence, with the mind of Christ, that something changes on the inside of him. His, the meaning of his name, Saul, means to ask a question. He goes from asking a question to Paul, which means humility, which means humble one. He goes from asking questions and being a person who is so full of pride because of the knowledge of the world that he has to being a humble person because he has an encounter with divine intelligence. Humility enables us to host and operate from divine intelligence. When we stand before Him, the qualification that we need to have is humility. And humility is the, is the vessel or the vehicle that really hosts and it, it really it enables us to host and operate from divine intelligence. You must understand, this guy was brilliant in the world. But when he met Jesus, he became blind. He, he couldn't speak properly. He, someone needed to hold his hand and take him into the city. And some, a Christian had to pray for him. A Christian who had an encounter with divine intelligence was hearing divine intelligence. And he, he's hearing the mind of Christ. And he went and prayed for this man who was persecuting the church. And he gets saved and he's transformed. This same guy writes... 12 to 14 books of the Bible, of the New Testament. Out of the, the 27 books in the New Testament, it's attributed, Paul is attributed to 30 to 14 books. Can you imagine? God brought in the revelation of grace through a humble man. A man who decided to say, okay, my human intelligence has brought me thus far. Thank you, God, that my, my parents have given me this education. But all of this education does not qualify me in your presence. What qualifies me to solve future problems at my work? What qualifies me to solve the future problems in the world? Is divine intelligence. And when you come before God in humility and say, God, I need the mind of Christ. I need Christ's mind, the way Christ thinks. I need the word of God in my life. I need Christ in me so that there is hope for glory in the world tomorrow. See, there are problems that are coming in the world today that will come in the future that we, the church of Jesus Christ, needs to have a solution for. The church of Jesus Christ needs to be the ones that are leading this. Not science, the church. Because the divine intelligence, the mind of Christ, was given to the body of Christ on the earth. And so Paul now, is he's, he's communicating to the Corinthian church. And he says, hey, listen, I've come to you in humility. I've come to you, not in my qualification, but I've come to you in simple speech. I'd love for you to go in your Bibles to the, the book of 1 Corinthians and we'll read chapter 2 from verses 1 onwards. And he says this, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come to you with excellence of speech 
or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Ladies and gentlemen, knowledge, in knowledge, there is power. In human knowledge, there is power to solve past problems. But in the knowledge of God, because God is outside of time, God knows past, present and future. Because He's outside of time, the knowledge of God, divine intelligence, gives us the ability to solve problems of the past, present and the future. How, how, what would it be like one day if you wake up in the morning because you are so connected to the mind of Christ, you wake up in the morning one day and you are... You have the solution to eradicate poverty in the world. You have the solution to eradicate debt in the world. You have the solution to eradicate just the, the weather patterns in the world. What if you had the solution to eradicate tsunamis in the world? What if you had the solution to eradicate volcanoes in the world? What if you had a solution to, to bring a, a, a change in the banking system in the world so that people are not trapped in debt but actually have enough of finances to, to do everything that they need to do? So Paul comes to, to Corinth, the church at Corinth, and he says, Hey guys, when I came to you, I did not come to you in excellence of speech or wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. That word testimony is in, in, the, in Aramaic is actually the word mystery. He says, listen, I've not come to you with excellence of speech and fancy words and, and making such a massive impression of how accomplished I am, but I came to you with, to speak to you in, a, in simple terms. Why? Is because I need to reveal to you the mystery of God, the secrets of God. And this is how he said, this is how he did it. For I determined, for he determined not to know anything else except Jesus Christ, the mind of Christ and him crucified. Which means he said, I was so connected to the mind of Christ that all he wanted to know there is to see whether they had the mind of Christ and whether they had the knowledge of Jesus crucified, which is the gospel, the good news of the gospel. And then he says, I was with you in weakness, in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. He said, I didn't come to you with fancy words that can convince you to believe what I'm saying. But he went on to say, I came to you in simple language, in simple words but in the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God. You must understand, to a person who is, who is immature, who is maturing in the kingdom of God, sometimes when you use deep revelation, they don't get it. But actually, 
in the demonstration of power, the demonstration of the Spirit of God and the power of God, they see something, a secret, something that was in secret made visible to them. This thing that is made visible to them enables them to grow in their faith in God. So to a maturing Christian, to a person who's brand new to the faith, who's brought into the kingdom of God, who is maturing, yes, the demonstration of the Spirit, demonstration of the Spirit, Spirit is invisible, the demonstration of the Spirit, the Spirit of God moving in people's lives, healing the sick, casting out demons, cleansing the lepers, all of these things, the miracle signs and wonders is important for a person who's maturing. Why? It's because it proves to them and it enables their faith to grow in God. Verse 6. He says, however, which means, on the other hand, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. He says, I do miracle signs and wonders for those who are in the church, who are watching today. We do miracle signs and wonders. We testify so that your faith is built in a God who is invisible. But actually the realm that is invisible around us is more real than the visible realm. And so the demonstration of miracle signs and wonders is important because it enables us to see divine intelligence manifesting in the physical. But to the one who is mature, who is a mature, a mature son, a son who has, who has matured in the image and likeness of Christ, who carries the divine intelligence, who operates from the divine intelligence, not human intelligence, but who operates from the divine intelligence. This is what he says to you. We speak wisdom. Wisdom is divine intelligence. Among those who are mature, perfect, yet not the wisdom of this age nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. There you go. Human intelligence, the wisdom of this world, the intelligence of this world, the intelligence that we spend 25, 30 years studying and get certificates. It's, he's saying here that it comes to nothing. Not that it's not important, but it comes to nothing. It doesn't, it doesn't build our confidence before God in terms of the realm of the spirit, the spiritual things. But we speak we communicate the divine wisdom, the divine intelligence of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages, guess what? For our glory. Wow, this is phenomenal church. What Paul is writing to us and he's saying, hey, listen, when we speak the simple things, the ones who are mature understand that there, are, there is a divine wisdom now, the mysteries of God that are being revealed. And so we don't need the miracle signs and wonders to, to build our faith. I just catch it. I get it. I get it. You speak. All you need to do is speak. And I understand you're revealing the mysteries of the wisdom of God. Why? Because when we carry the wisdom of God, which God has held from the world, but is revealing to His children. When we receive the wisdom, the mysteries, the secrets of the, of the divine intelligence of God, now there's a glory that is manifested. 
Guess what? The Bible says, Christ in me is the hope of glory. When you have divine intelligence, when you understand the knowledge of God, when you embrace the knowledge of God in your life and you receive it, you make it a priority in your life. Guess what? You begin to manifest a glory that all of creation is longing for. This glory does not fade away. This glory for ages to come will begin to manifest. What, what, what does that mean? It means that you become a problem solver, a solution giver, that your solution doesn't just last for a few years, but it lasts for eternity. Look at Albert Einstein. I mean, the guy came up with inventions that even till today, you can see me because of his inventions. Verse nine says this, I has not seen, not ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Wow. Verse 10. For God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Not your college, not your school, not your MBA degree, not your doctorates, none of that stuff. But he reveals the mystery. He reveals divine intelligence directly to you through his Holy Spirit. Now, if you quickly go to John chapter 16, I want to show you something brilliant. John 16, verse 12, Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. 13, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will, guess what? What's the word? Speak. And he will tell you of things to come. He will tell you of things to come. He will tell you of things to come. A lot of times we only think about ourselves. God, what is, how, how does the future impact my life? Not, we don't think about, God, can you give me solutions for the world problems that are going to come? Can you give me solutions today to eradicate world problems? And he says, the spirit, when the spirit of truth has come, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. That word all over there means individual aspects of the whole truth. Truth here means divine reality. Okay, that's what it means. So what he's saying here, the spirit will come and guide you into every individual aspect of divine reality, which means God, where he exists in the realm of the spirit is reality. Okay, it's heaven's reality. It's the reality of the spirit world. It's, we can't see it because we are of a different frequency. When you're maturing, you can't see the spirit realm in the physical realm. But when you're a mature son, like what Paul is saying, when you enter into maturity, now you begin to see the spirit realm superimposing itself upon the physical realm and transforming it and becoming it becoming your reality. See, we have to mature. Maturity doesn't look at a problem and say, oh my God, I need to pray. Maturity in the kingdom of God says, oh, there's a problem. I have the solution. I am the solution. God gave me life and I'm connected to divine intelligence. So now I have the solution to every single problem. See, the mind of Christ doesn't think, oh, you know, I, I'm so afraid of man. I cannot communicate in public. No, the mind of Christ says, I can. And I love communicating in public. 
I can do it because I have a purpose to do it, not because I just enjoy it. I have a purpose to serve people. And so we see here now, the Spirit, for God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. The Spirit realm is a frequency, ladies and gentlemen. And the world cannot see this frequency. Maturing Christians need to see this frequency manifest into their reality so that they can grow in faith. But the mature sons don't need that. The mature sons recognize they're always in the spirit. They recognize the spirit realm is more of a reality to them than the physical realm. And so because of that, it's easy for us to superimpose or transform reality, the reality of the earth to the actuality of heaven. And God is saying, hey guys, I'm going to reveal mysteries, secrets of divine intelligence to you through the Holy Spirit. This is a very spiritual year. 2021, a very spiritual year. Why? Because we are going to be so connected to Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit is going to so impart this divine intelligence to us so that we can really function as the Christ on the earth. As Christ functions, so do we, so will we function on the earth. As He is, so are we in this world. You must understand, you've got to connect these dots very quickly because it's, it's important for us to fulfill our purpose as Christ fulfills His purpose on the earth. Verse 11 says this, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man? Even so, no one knows, here we go, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of of God. I want you to go to verse 14 right now. Verse 14 says, But the natural man who is filled with natural knowledge, the knowledge of this world, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. A natural man who is confident in his natural knowledge, the knowledge that, that, that he has acquired for 25, 30 years, he is super confident in it because it's physical. It's touch, feel, see. He has evidence, he has proof, all of that stuff. And you cannot change his mind. But the spiritual man is a little different. The spiritual man looks foolish to the natural man. The spiritual man looks like there, he doesn't have any qualification in this world. But because he has the knowledge of the mysteries of the divine intelligence of God, to God, he is mature. Wow, come on. You can be passed out from school. You may not have an education. But to heaven, you are a genius. You may, you may just have a school education, but the world is demanding a graduation from you. But to heaven, you're a genius. He says the natural man looks at the things of the spirit and says, man, that's foolishness. They need evidence. They need miracle signs and wonders to believe. But for the spiritual man, you don't need to heal the sick for me to believe. That God is a healer. I know He's a healer. Why? Because I'm connected to His spirit. I'm connected to His mind. I, every thought that goes through my mind 
is the thought that goes through Christ's mind. You must understand how important it is for us to understand divine intelligence. Every human being that is born on the earth has the capacity, the God-given capacity to host and operate from divine intelligence. Some are confident in their natural education, their qualification. But the others who tap into divine intelligence are qualified. They are humbled by His qualification. We are humbled by His grace. His grace, divine intelligence is a grace gift from God. It is His knowledge and His skill and the Spirit of God in us enables us to apply His knowledge and His skill in every situation so that we can solve not only problems of the past, but also the present and also the future to come. This is a huge shift. There needs to be a huge, this is a paradigm shift in our church right now. We're stepping into the mind of Christ and we understand we have the potential to, to mature into being Christ-like. Christ is the genius of heaven. And he's taken that genius mind and he said, you know what? I'm going to trust it with the new creation. I'm going to trust it with this, this spirit and, and, and physical body coming together. The new creation in Christ Jesus. In verse 15, he says this, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Wow, that's powerful. Now listen to this. Verse 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Wow, powerful. But he says this, but we have the mind of Christ. He said, for who has known, who has, who on the planet has known the mind of the Lord to instruct the Lord? Now I've studied this word instruct and it's, um, it's, I've studied this word instruct in Greek and it's the word sumbibadzo, sumbibadzo. Okay, I'm not Greek, but I'm getting there. The word in Greek is the word sumibadso, and it, it does mean to teach or instruct. But if you break the word down, the word sim over there means to be identified with. And bibadso means to board a ship. So if you connect both these together, uh, it, it really means a bringing together. It means causing someone to stride, two people to stride together. It means getting someone on board with, with you. It, it, it means that you're taking the natural things and you're telling the Lord to get on board with your plans. He's telling the Lord, instructing the Lord to get on board with you. We do it all the time. Christians do it all the time. We look at the natural things, the natural problems, and we go to God and pray and say, we try to convince God that it's a problem in our life and He needs to do something. And so it comes across as instruction to the Lord. Who has known the mind of the Lord to give Him instruction, to bring Him on board to solve your problems? You can't convince divine intelligence with natural human intelligence. It just, it works the other way. Divine intelligence 
instructs human intelligence. In fact, human intelligence is an evolving mirror of divine intelligence. And so he's saying here, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mature ones. We have the maturing ones, the Christians, the ones who are born again. We have the mind of Christ, which means when we have the mind of Christ, I don't need to convince God to get on board with me. I'm already convinced with what he says in his mind. I'm already convinced that Jesus, the Christ, is the solution to all the problems of past, present and future. I am fully convinced. I don't need God to get on board with my understanding. I need to get on board with His understanding. I don't need God to get on board with my level of intelligence. I need to get on board with His level of intelligence. And He has given divine intelligence to His church. He has given it. He's allowed you and I to have access to the mind of Christ, the new covenant. He says, I'm giving them a new mind, a new heart. I'm giving them a new spirit, my spirit. So you have the spirit of God and the mind of God, the mind of, the mind of Christ in a human body, a new creation. And he says, the old is gone. Behold, the new has come. I want to declare over you today that you are new in Christ. I'm not saying that, you're, that the qualification you spent 25 years of your life, it's all wasted. No, it's, it's knowledge. It's okay knowledge. But when it comes to God bringing an eternal solution to the planet, you need divine intelligence. You need the mind of Christ. As He is, so are we in this world. I want to encourage you, church. I want to encourage you to, to not put your confidence in natural qualification, but put your confidence in your spiritual qualification. You are a son of the Most High God. You are a genius on the earth. You, because of the intelligence in which you function, you operate on the earth. Normal human beings look at you as someone who represents Christ to them. When we submit ourselves, when we allow this word, the mysteries that are in this word, the divine secrets of the divine intelligence to be revealed to us, ladies and gentlemen, it makes us superhuman. It makes us supernatural. We step into this place where angels begin to sit and learn from us. Principalities and powers begin to sit and learn from us. If you read the book of Ephesians, you'll understand what your responsibility is. It's not just to teach the world, but it's also to teach principalities and powers of the air. That's our responsibility. God has taken the secrets that he hid for ages and ages 
But now, he's revealing those secrets, those mysteries, divine intelligence to you and to me. And he's saying, he's bringing, he's allowing problems to come into the world so that the sons of God would rise up and deal with these problems for eternity using divine intelligence. Now, this intelligence in the new covenant is given to us by God himself directly. He says, I will teach them. Nobody else but me. I want to teach them. I want to encourage you. Instead of spending so much time filling your mind with natural things, I want to encourage you to, to spend time filling your mind or renewing your mind with divine intelligence because it makes you godlike on the earth. It makes you supernatural on the earth. You don't, when you, when you carry divine intelligence in your mind, you're not fearful when you are facing circumstances that you can't control. But actually, you're full of joy because you know that the solution is just a thought away. You see, Jesus, even though he had to go to the cross when he was on the earth doing ministry for three years with his disciples, he never feared. The, the people came to him and they wanted to throw him off the mountaintop to kill him. The, Jesus decided to just walk through their midst. There was just no, no striving. No stressing. He just walked through it. He was in a storm. He was fast asleep. He woke up and he says, peace be still. He just spoke the divine intelligence. He released the frequency from divine intelligence that brought calm and peace to all the natural elements that are in the world. See, all of the elements in the world, all of creation in the world is longing for you and I to access divine intelligence. Not to be wowed by the preacher every single Friday, but to be wowed by the thoughts of God in your mind. The knowledge of God carries the power of God. And when you apply the knowledge of God with the skill of God, you begin to reveal a glory on the earth that lasts for eternity. You and I are eternal beings. We're spirit beings that will last for eternity. But our responsibility here on earth is to bring transformation, eternal transformation to the earth. Eradicate sickness completely from the earth. Eradicate poverty from the earth eradicate viruses from the earth that, that hold people in captivity. Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has come to set the captives free. Some of us are held captive by, our, by the hurt of our past. 
Some of us are held captive by bitterness and anger, jealousy. Some of us are held captive because our parents told us we were not good enough or you're dumb and you're not intelligent and you, I've paid so much of money for your school fees and, and there's so much of condemnation on, 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 the, on, on this generation that it causes them to, to live in captivity when you should be functioning from divine intelligence. My God, we're surrounded by people who are geniuses that just don't know that they are geniuses. Your genes has been transformed to the divine nature of Abba. That is who you are. That is who we are as children of God. We're not just normal human beings anymore. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. So today church, as I close, I want to pray for you. So today, church, in closing, I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for all of us who are watching or listening that you would experience the grace of God to step in, to experience, to step in and experience the divine intelligence of God in us. Father, I thank you for every single person who's watching us today. Father, I thank you that you chose them to hear this message on this day. Father, what a privilege it is for us to receive revelation, spiritual revelation from you. Thank you for giving us access to the mind of Christ the intelligence of Christ, the, your intelligence. Father, I thank you for this grace. Thank you, Father, that, I can, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We thank you, Father, that we are strengthened today by your word. We are equipped by your word. We have understood, Father, the, everything that you have made available to us. And so today I pray, Father, that every single person would step into this grace, would experience the divine intelligence of the mind of Christ. That we would experience wisdom. We would communicate with wisdom. We would communicate with understanding and knowing how to solve problems that no man has a solution for. Father, I thank you for Life Church Global that you've chosen us to be the vessel that communicates, that speaks the divine intelligence to be able to solve future problems, progressive problems in the world today, God. Father, I thank you that our mind is renewed and our spirits are revived by your word, God. Lord, I speak to the, to the, to the consciousness of every single person that is watching me or listening to me right now to be awakened, to be enlightened, by the light of His Spirit in us. Holy Spirit, we submit to Your leading. We know that You will guide us into all truth. You are our Spirit guide. And we're ready to step into this adventure of bringing transformation, the reality of heaven on earth. 
And so Father, I pray that your grace be upon every single person, that they would receive your mercy today, that they would know that you are God in their life. We don't need miracle signs and wonders to convince us or give us faith because we have matured to knowing you through your spirit. But I pray, Father, for the people who are maturing, that your Holy Spirit will begin to break off the shackles of, of our confidence in natural knowledge and give us the confidence that we need from spiritual knowledge, the knowledge of Christ. And thank you, Father, for every single person watching today, that every single person's body would be healed of every sickness. Every person that is in a situation that they cannot control or handle today, they will get solutions to these problems. That these problems will leave our lives for eternity. I bless our church. I bless every single person that is watching us today or listening to the sound of my voice. I bless you. And I declare that you will be a blessing to all of creation. What a privilege it is uh, for me to bring God's word to you today. Uh, but also, I, wanna, I want you to know that today we celebrate six years of being a church. What, a, what an honor it is. What a celebration. Hey, we, we get, send some love uh, to all our church people right now on the chats. Wish everybody it's our sixth anniversary. God has been so faithful uh, to each and every person, member of Life Church Global. And even every single visitor who visits our church, God has revealed, we've seen God do such phenomenal miracles, signs and wonders over the last six years. But we know that the next six years, the next 60 years, the next 600 years is going to be tremendous because all of us carry divine intelligence. Man, happy anniversary, Life Church Global. We love you. Kelsey and I love you. We bless you. And we declare that you will have an awesome week this week. In Jesus' name, amen.